Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Fundraising Radicals podcast. I'm your host, Craig Pollard. The Fundraising Radicals podcast is about turning the world of fundraising upside down by sharing and exploring fresh global perspectives on non-profit fundraising and leadership. These unscripted conversations with friends and colleagues old and new, ordinary and inspiring people who are fundraising and leading community projects, causes, charities and social enterprises in Asia, Africa, the Middle East and Latin America and beyond the traditional boundaries of the non-profit sector. I hope today's conversation challenges and inspires you to think differently about the world of fundraising and your place in it. I hope it helps you to reflect on your own fundraising practice and leadership. But now it's time for another dose of global fundraising ideas and inspiration. Welcome back to the Fundraising Radicals podcast. I'm your host, Craig Pollard. My conversation with Irene Arellano was just too full and rich to fit into just one episode. So we're going to roll this into this second episode. A quick reintroduction. This conversation is with Irene Arellano, who is the Head of Innovation and Business Development at Care Peru. During this episode, we're going to talk about social innovation, selling impactful consultancy services to companies in Peru. And we're going to dive into the details of just how Care Peru is establishing a new impact investment fund and how social justice and climate justice link via circular economies and much, much more. Now, I restart our conversation by asking Irene about how important the people and relationship side is for building an effective social innovation program and income stream. It is, I think it is great. Sorry, it's not great in terms of, yeah, it feels great. But I mean, it's, I think the pressure, I I talk about this in the good pressure that the corporate sector is feeling in terms of, you know, not only doing no harm, you need to go farther. Even within the the organization, it's it can get lonely when you when that solitary, yeah. Yeah, solitary. Yeah, place to be. So when we find our in the other side, right? You know, the the person that is yeah. super excited about this, we become a team. Like we are working for for this to be successful because success means we are creating impact. You are doing your work better. You are creating change. You are moving KPIs within your organization. We are creating impact for the communities that you you serve and, of course, getting resources. So we, we see each other as a team and we I have few experiences about you know we even talking together how how to get bigger projects how to we become a team actually it's it's great yeah it's not the common relationship you know but I have a few cases that is like that and that's unique that that's that's amazing it's it's a great feeling when you find that. But that's but they come they come sort of this is interesting right because I, I think the relationships with within these sort of come downstream of the original partnership and the and those personal relationships sort of make those partnerships more resilient yeah but it has to be at multiple levels do you have other people within Care Peru involved at different levels yeah I mean in as I said at the very beginning if you want to start trying 
any any innovation in terms of service, uh, fund, uh, blended finance, uh, I don't know, impact investment funds, whatever you think it's it's something you you can try within your organization, you need the support of your CEO, your director and the board. So yes, I I know I can tell my my CEO I need you to speak with this person in this meeting. There is that's our client. You, you, they they are all engaged in this. So fortunately, that that was not a, a complex part of of the relationships that we want to start building. It was it was there already, so it, that was kind of easy for us at that level. Yeah, it sounds, there's always a lot of choreography involved when you're in your sort of position, right? It's sort of working across and making sure people have the information and are equipped to, to, to move the partnership forward. You mentioned the Impact Investment Fund. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I'm super excited about this one. Can you explain what it what, what an impact investment fund is? That might be helpful actually to start with and then tell us how. Sure. Yeah. So so in terms of uh, investment in general, on one end you have the investment that purely only wants to make returns, right? Financial returns. Doing harm, no harm, doesn't matter, right? At the other end, we have philanthropy of the spectrum. Let's imagine on a spectrum. At the other end, you have philanthropy that the only purpose is to create impact, right? Like not expecting financial returns. The value or the, the return is the, the impact. At the middle, now, nowadays, is a huge trend even in, not even, I mean, worldwide, type of investment that wants to promote financial returns as well as creating impact in promoting uh, by uh, conservation uh, biodiversity and I mean social and, and environmental impact so this is called impact investment investments that goes to a social enterprise projects can be non-profits also that can promise to the investors some sort of return, financial return, that usually is below market and a, a strict report of the impact that this is creating. So almost four years ago, we started one program uh, focusing financial inclusion we, with the support, with the partnership of a financial institution in Peru, we created a financial product, especially for women. This is not new. I mean, in the world, there is a lot. However, this was tailor-made for a specific type of woman entrepreneur that is at the base of the pyramid most of the time. You know, the, the woman that is, I don't know, needs to sell a few things, it has a little store or maybe, uh, yeah, a, any kind of business. Uh, and it's business that is led by a woman. Uh, so we designed this financial product with the support of the financial institution and we created this financial product for women. And in the course of four years, we gave over 40,000 uh, microloans 
two women. Sorry, how many? I didn't. Forty thousand. Forty thousand loans. Forty thousand. Yes. Microns. Okay. And what sort of size are those? Seven hundred to one thousand dollars each. It was around seventy million dollars that we put in the market as loans, as credits. The great aspect of this is not, we didn't only create the product, the financial product, but we also create what we call the wrap around services, which means if you give money to this uh, female entrepreneur, she needs also to understand how to run, you know, their uh, manage their their accounts, um, improve their business idea use the uh, social platforms to increase sales, to digital marketing. You know, you need to train this woman so their her business can improve so she can uh, request bigger loans and pay them on time and pay the interest and, and, and so on. Uh, in, four, in four years, uh, our um, default rate was less than 1%, which is a huge success. I mean, in it's huge, <laughs> and I I don't have the the comparison, but it's it's not any other financial product for other group of uh, consumers has bigger uh, default rates. So it was a success. We thought we need to keep doing this. Uh, I mean, we have we have the knowledge. We need the funding. We need the money to be invested. So we are exploring to create an impact investment fund that is that we can manage as a non-profit. So in the, let's say, the ecosystem of impact investment, you have the investors, you have the organizations that receive the investment and provide the returns, the financial returns, and report the impact. And in the middle, you have the what we call or what is called uh, the management of this funding or the administrators of this funding. So we are exploring, hey, can CARE be the administrator, the manager of this funding, specifically for investment that wants to reach women, entrepreneurs? Can we do this? So we are exploring uh, how can we create this? And we are we might be running a pilot in the second semester of this year. Not quite sure yet w- which one is going to be because we have two options. We can create this impact investment fund for the women entrepreneurs in the Amazon because we have a bigger project going on in the Amazon right now. We're in Peru. We're in the Amazon. Yeah. Oh, we are neighbors of Brazil, so it can, kind of goes from the north to almost the south of the country. Like the Amazon goes all the way. So that's one potential pilot. And the other one is to do uh, an impact investment fund for uh, women with enterprises or business ideas in circular economy in cities, you know, in, 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 in yeah. The urban areas of the of the country specifically around what do you mean and what sort of areas you mean in terms of the circular economy so businesses that create products from what could otherwise be waste you know like from creating clothes with materials that can be that was used from another things or it could be anything 
we are the, uh, exploring at what stage of development of the idea should we invest in, you know, in the for the development, we companies from uh, uh, that are around three to five years or, you know, maybe late, maybe more. That's the part that we are exploring. And why we are exploring this for two things, because there are more and more and more funding in the world for impact investment. However, Latin America is only receiving less than 4%. But because of the agenda, international agenda in gender and climate change, there is an opportunity to invest in these topics. And we are experts on those topics too. And of course, if we uh, manage this fund, we get the fee for managing this fund. So uh, once again, we want to explore this idea to create impact, but also as a way to get unrestricted funds or being paid for administrating this kind of uh, impact investment funds in the country. It's really interesting sort of strategic evolution of the of the traditional, traditionally perceived, you know, northern, uh, well, NGO. I'm really interested in how you'll have to sort of adhere to all sorts of financial regulations. And I guess that's all part of your scoping and, and you'll, you'll need new expertise and, uh, you know, everything from sort of risk management through to, to sort of the, the the management of the whole program. That's a huge, that just undertaking that as a feasibility, the feasibility of that is, is, is quite a big undertaking. Yes. Yes. It's, it's true. Uh, fortunately, I have the once again the support and I have I have the and the vision is shared with the decision makers in, in, in the organization. And also we are not trying to risk. We we are very we are piloting, you know. So why I mentioned these two potential pilots in impact investment, because there are two projects that are going to run for five more years so we can do this as a complement of this already opportunity already this project that is already being implemented and these two projects are going to start this year so it's you know timing and it's allowing us to to do this of course this new ways on, of investment is not a window of opportunity because right now in in peru because we as our nonprofits, and I'm, uh, maybe it's different for any other country in the world, as nonprofits, we can run for-profits projects. We can sell something. We can sell services, sell clothes if we want. But that's such a that's so exciting as a, as a as a lesson from this that you can do that, and I, and I think that's really heartening for for other others who are the the barriers to doing this are not real. You can do this stuff, and I think that's what that's what you're providing is such a, an inspiring example that you can do this, and and the ambition and the scale is really is brilliant. The opportunity, that the ambition, yeah, I'm right, yeah. I mean, I am convinced because of the funding gap, and maybe I'm going to say this. I'm not. I'm not sure that everybody's going to like it, but to be very honest, when I meet with my colleagues from nonprofits in the U.S or in UK or some other global north office they say their numbers right like hey i ran through a campaign 
I raised this by individual donors. I raised nothing. <laughs> it's challenging to raise in, in Peru, to raise, fundraise in Peru is so challenging. So that's why, I mean, for us in the next 10 years, there is no other way to do it. We need to start trying because that's something else I didn't mention before. I'm not doing this because I need, we as an organization depend on these innovations next year. No. We know this is going to take time, right? Like we expecting at least 5% income or sorry, 15% income from consulting. And we are running the scenarios in five and 10 years. So that's your ambition in, in, in five to 10 years that half of half of Care Peru's income will be from consultancy and, and the fees of the in, impact investment, et cetera. Or is that? Social innovation. Yeah, social innovation. Some other business models, yeah, but not donations, not only philanthropy or not donations, institutional funding, not only the institutional funding. We need more from other sources. Uh, yeah, that's the vision. That's incredibly exciting and empowering in, in that you're, you're sort of from... This, the foundations of this are in are you and, and the team uh, in Care Peru building this brand new stream of income that is gonna is gonna be crucial to the sustainability and the continuation of of your impact and your work and building these incredibly rich partnerships uh, with other sectors as well. If you're enjoying this conversation and would like to hear other global perspectives on fundraising and leadership in the nonprofit sector, then please do subscribe using the links in the show notes. If you want to find out more about our work, please do visit our website, fundraisingradicals.com. Now, back to the conversation. And so, so that comparison, in some ways, is with, with sort of the North American fundraising, which my personal view is that it's pretty toxic is this this idea that you know you you need you need to have a database of you know 100,000 people and they're all automated and 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 these are mature fundraising markets these are yeah you know the the ecosystem for fundraising is so conducive it's it's you know and people are going to get annoyed about this as well is that fundraising in north america and europe is easy <laughs> because everything everything is set up it's easy to to facilitate it whether that's tax whether it's charity loan it's all taken for granted and the idea that you can ex- it, it's the only way to do it and i guess coming back to the idea this dominant idea that and i just feel like it's so refreshing to hear sort of how and very specifically and very modestly as well and creatively that Care Peru is is addressing this and, and and exploring a whole different tailored, grounded in your own experiences, your own partnerships, and and the culture and context of Peru. Thank you, thank you for that. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it's undermining to say that it's easy, but it's easier maybe uh, for other realities to fundraise specific ways. For countries like Peru, it is a challenge and it's not enough. What we are doing is not enough. So our goal, our purpose is to improve the life of women and girls so they can achieve social justice. We are all convinced. I mean, maybe not everybody, but my team, the CEO, the board knows that 
to achieve that, to really, really get there, we need to go faster and we need to scale our impact. By only institutional funding or specific types of fundraising, the way is going to be super, super, maybe steady, maybe at some point critical, is not only for our existence, it's for our purpose. If we want to really achieve our purpose and get closer to our purpose, we need to start trying new things, not only for the financial sustainability or general sustainability of the organization, but because the communities, the families, the people that we serve, they need, they need the support, they need opportunities today, right? So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's some kind of the motivation. Yeah, the motivation, the, yeah, it's, the discomfort, I don't know. The, it's, it's fantastic. The push. Yeah, yeah. The discomfort is super important, right? <laughs> but, but it's also, it, it feels like this is so, this is completely within your control, okay? You're not, yes. you're, you're lessening your, your own vulnerability as an organization. And I think working with vulnerable communities, we have a duty to, to reduce the vulnerability of our organizations, but to, to changes in policy in, in USAID funding, for example, or, or, yeah. <laughs> You, it's within your control, and there's a there's a sort of resilience to building these new innovative income streams. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. That's true. That is in, in our control, and also I think we were thanks to the leadership of the organization. I mean, uh, if this is not approved by the leaders, it's just I cannot do anything. But they see the opportunity. They see the this window where we can do things um yeah maybe in the future hopefully not we cannot do for profit uh you know activities you never know this can change but this is an opportunity however i don't believe that this is going something like that that radical is going to happen because once again even the public sector now is seeking ways to increase funding to do public uh, to you know to serve the people so, so to serve communities so these other ideas of blended finance or impact bonds these are things that are going to continue being developed and if you are not at least as an organization I'm, I'm saying if you are not at least in those conversations understanding that when the opportunity comes you know, you will miss it. And that's why I think it's super important for any organization, whether you want to run social innovation um, activities or projects or not, have an ear on these conversations, on these innovations. On, uh, yeah, be, be aware of what is happening and why don't I at least speak about it with your team, you know, uh, share, share that with your team. And maybe there's an opportunity that you can catch sooner than later. This is, this is great. I'm just, my, my brain sort of worrying. There's so much more I could talk to you about. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting because what, what you're also, what I'm getting from this is this idea that within that philosophy, that partnerships are not seen as, it's not about funding, right? It's it's not having that narrow definition of how corporate partnerships can add value 
and support social justice. It, it's that sort of not not that extrinsic view of partnership. It, it's really this intrinsic view of partnerships that they are. There's so much rich value within the partnerships themselves. You know, cash is part of it, but there's also that adds to the resilience within this ecosystem of, of having that network of, of influence, all of that sort of complex integrated. So, so if, you know, it, it's it's sort of an insurance policy if things do change or, or to having sort of a louder voice together to, to make sure that the this can continue as well. That's true. Yeah, that that's that's a great way to I mean that's a great reflection yeah it is it is true it is true it's it is true and I think not my belief no sorry it's not my belief there was a survey made <laughs> for I think 500 companies in Latin America and they said that the in the in, sorry experts and companies and for-profit non-profit and they say, who are the ones that need to have, who are the roles? Who, yeah, who should be pushing this conversation of sustainability forward? And there was governments, of course, then the corporate and then nonprofits. I mean, we, it's, I mean, it's there. Is there no, they need us. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. it yeah. They, we need to be in those conversations. That's the only way. I mean, it's, they need us. And I think with that mindset, it gives you more like, bravery. Is You know, like with that mindset, it's like, hey, you are not, it's not that I'm bringing you here peanuts. So no, the value I bring for you as a corporate sector and for your future, <laughs> I have a lot to bring. Yeah. And I think that's important to remember too. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Where did you, in terms of other countries, you said you, you spoke to other organizations in other countries. What sort of places did you draw sort of the evidence from that this is, is how it should be done, this is why it should be done, etc.? Which other innovators in other countries did you approach and have conversations with? Yeah, so I think one of the most important and respected uh, organizations in the world is BRAC. Bangladesh, their source of in their structure of income is amazing. They mainly get my, uh, their resources from microloans first, and then they have a university. They have the consulting unit. I mean, they have everything, and every year they get to be the most innovative organization. Uh, I also spoke with Crisalis in Sri Lanka. They are a great gender-focused organization, and they also uh, they believe the same, and they have faced the same challenges that now I'm facing, and and it's great. It, their experiences, it's it's great. They actually started as a consulting firm, and now they are expanding as a nonprofit. I also spoke with the, the offices of care that has these units some of them are not units so only maybe a t small teams uh in egypt in the uk which is and and the team is i love that team it's called a business with care and they have done great great projects and work with 
the corporate sector in the strategy aspect of the of the business. And then I also spoke, there's a huge experience and examples of this in care impact partners in the US. And they're doing great things. Actually, I learned a lot, a lot from them about what services, the approach. So yeah, I mean, only I only spoke with these organizations and I mean, the learning they have in every part of the world, it's super rich for what, it, what we can do or you can do in your country. I mean, the challenges are not that different. The, so maybe how to overcome these challenges, that's the part where, where is, you know, the difficult. And that's where the creativity needs to come. And, you know, you, you need to think about your context and your resources but the challenges are the same. So you can, I consider, because of speaking with these organizations, I saved myself three years of work. <laughs> so that was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's an incredible reminder of the sort of learning from others who have already, you know, walked that same path. And I think there's such a generosity as well. So, you know, I, I know some of those people and organizations and, and, the generosity of, of sharing these ideas. There are, there are so many brilliant examples to draw from. And, they, and a lot of them have resources online as well in this space as well. And there are lots of interviews as well with them. Irene, thank you so much. I, I feel like this has been such a, a rich and, and really helpful conversation that I think uh, a lot of uh, people who are, who are considering social innovation and maybe maybe doing it in the early stages will really take some useful lessons from and I massively appreciate your time thank you again thank you thank you Craig and thank you to fundraising radicals it's been a space where I I also it's you know sometimes it's so hard to stop and just reflect and learn and hear from other people and for me this the fundraising radicals group and the spaces we've had is just a way to reset, you know, and think again and learn. And I really, really appreciate the work you do, the work of the my colleagues, you know, all over the world. Uh, just I just want to say that what we do is so crucial to the world, and the value that we bring is is so most of the time so much higher than what we sometimes maybe uh, believe. So I invite you to be creative, to take some risks and to reach out, reach out whoever wants to have this conversation. I actually, sorry, I'm taking too long on this. Goodbye. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but uh, I, I, just ref I just realized today that I think the last three months, three to five opportunities came just because I reach out to other people and they reach out to me over LinkedIn. And, you know, like there is amazing. I mean, you will be, uh, you will be so surprised about just what you can get by asking for help, by requesting, a, you know, a, an advice or, or just connecting. People want to connect. Our ultimate nature, I think, it's to to share, right? Like to, we care. <laughs> we care. It's not only the brand, but really we care. So 
you will be amazed about how many opportunities come when you connect to people in fundraising radicals and other networks and other platforms are that. So that's let's use that more for our growth and for the work that we do. That's a wonderful, wonderful place. Thank you so much, Irene. Massively appreciated. Thank you, Craig. I enjoy this conversation so much. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks again to Irene for sharing her experiences so generously today. Irene has offered us a step-by-step guide for starting and sustaining social innovation programs and clear tactics that have led to the establishment of a $70 million impact investment fund that drove financial inclusion for more than 40,000 women in entrepreneurship with that all-important wraparound services to support their journeys. Irene and her team have also explored how social innovation walks hand-in-hand with climate change, pushing towards circular economies. Now, at the heart of this is recognising the evolving expertise of NGOs and exploring new ways of leveraging these unique positions to develop new sorts of partnerships, impactful financial products and fees and funding that is unrestricted. As I said, there's a lot in here, so do check out my blog summary of this conversation at the Fundraising Radicals website. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Please do subscribe on the platform of your choice to make sure you don't miss new episodes of the podcast, which will land fortnightly on the 1st and 15th of every month. If you'd like to find out more about the Fundraising Radicals and our work, please do visit our website at fundraisingradicals.com. Thanks for listening and for joining our continuing exploration of the global funding ecosystem. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Fundraising Radicals podcast and that this conversation has challenged, informed and maybe even inspired you and your fundraising leadership practice. Please do check out the show notes, subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice and do visit fundraisingradicals.com to find out all the ways in which we're working to empower, equip and engage fundraisers all over the world. Thank you.